Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia, and thank you for joining me for Bible study. I am beginning a brand new Bible study called Jesus Experiencing His Touch, a study of Mark chapters 1 through 6. Please go online to Preset Ministries to order your copy of a study guide, or you can just click on the link in the description box. Again, the name of the Bible study is Jesus Experiencing His Touch, and it covers, again, Mark chapters 1 through 6. In the meantime, please open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark. And as always, we're going to open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to study and meditate on your word. My prayer is that your word would become a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. I pray that for each and every listener. Let your will be done as we open up your word. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, I'm going to read the introduction to the Bible study and also the introduction to week one before I begin. Again, Jesus experiencing his touch. People hold all sorts of opinions about Jesus Christ. What he believed, what he taught, how he lived. They also have thoughts on how he died and whether or not he really rose from the dead. But when you set opinions aside, what do you know for yourself about Jesus? What does Jesus mean to you? How have you encountered him firsthand? The Bible is unlike any other book ever written. It offers us 66 books written by God through the agency of man. The words found in the scriptures bring spirit and life to us because they are God-breathed and inspired by the Spirit of God. Jesus himself told us in Matthew 4.4 that man is to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This means we can encounter Christ each day by engaging with the Word of God, and that in doing so, will we will find our very lives transforms, transformed. Okay, let me repeat that. It's a very important statement here in the introduction. This means we can encounter Christ each day by engaging with the Word of God, and that in doing so, we will find our very lives transformed. So during our time together, we will be reading and discussing the first six chapters in the Gospel of Mark, looking at what happened to those who encountered Jesus firsthand. You're going to see how lives were transformed by the presence and touch of the Savior, and you'll experience for yourself the difference it makes when you engage with Jesus personally and experience His touch in your life. Okay, the week one introduction reads as follows on page three. It says here, life is not easy for anyone, but when you know Jesus for yourself, when you understand his character, his proclamations, his teaching, his power, his authority, and what it means to be his follower, that knowledge becomes a stepping stone to living life with certainty and confidence. And that assurance is strengthened with every decision to live according to the truths of God's word. Okay. And here in the observation section, again, we're opening, of course, with 
the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 3 in the very first passage. For those of you who are new to my podcast, as you um, may be unfamiliar, we do markings. And markings simply um, help us to understand the text better. So I'll be asking you to mark or simply make symbols, underline, and so forth as we go through passages. Again, it helps us to slow down and truly understand the text. So here in the first passage, Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, I'd like you to mark every reference to Jesus Christ with a cross. Um, In the same way, mark any synonyms such as Son of God and Lord, as well as any pronouns such as you that refer to Jesus Christ. And the second marking I'd like you to do is to draw a squiggly line under the word messenger. Um, And it can look just like a small, simple um, ocean wave, essentially. Just a squiggly line underneath, again, the word messenger, including pronouns such as who, and also synonyms such as voice. Okay, so let's begin. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So we're going to mark... Jesus Christ with a cross, Son of God with a cross. Verse 2, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. So we're going to mark messenger, of course, with the squiggly line. We're going to also mark you and your, referring to Jesus with um, a cross for each. And we're going to also mark the word who, referring to the messenger with a squiggly line. Okay, moving on to verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, so mark voice, with a squiggly line. Make ready the way of the Lord, mark Lord, referring to Jesus. Make his path straight, mark his, referring to Jesus. Okay, and let me read the passage without um, interruption. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Okay, so that is the passage. And also, in the workbooks, um, very often we will see a box which gives more information. It's called the Insight Box. And this particular insight box on page four says the word gospel means good news. Christ is the Christ is the Greek word for Messiah. The Messiah was the anointed one whose coming was prophesied in the Old Testament. Okay, and so we're going to continue looking at discussion questions. The first says here, starting at verse one. And moving through verse 3, look at every place where you marked a reference to Jesus Christ and state what you learned about him from marking the text. Okay? So, uh, we know that Mark begins introducing us to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. So, the gospel message is about Jesus Christ. He also identifies Jesus as the Son of God in verse 1. The next verse, uh, we read that the prophet Isaiah foretold of the coming of Jesus, 
who said that God um, would send a messenger who would prepare the way for Jesus. And the next verse, um, we see a reference that Jesus is all also called Lord in verse 3. Okay, looking at the next question, it says, Now discuss what you learn about the messenger from Isaiah's prophecy. Well, the messenger was sent by God, again, to prepare the way for Jesus. Also, it says that the voice in the wilderness, who is the messenger, will proclaim, make ready the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Okay, so the markings help me go back to the text to find um, the actual um, information that, that we're looking for, the actual facts from the text. Okay, so moving on to the next passage, we're going to look at Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. So that is the next passage. And here, I'd like you to look for keywords and phrases. I'd like you to, um, with a pencil, um, draw a squiggly line, like again, water under all references to John the Baptist, including pronouns such as him and he. Also, I'd like you to mark all references to the word baptism with a squiggly line above and underneath the word baptism. And also mark each occurrence of the word sins with a capital S. And also mark all references references to the Spirit of God um, with a cloud. Okay. So let's continue. Again, we're looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. John the Baptist, so Mark John the Baptist with a squiggly line, appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So you should um, mark baptism with a squiggly line above and underneath the word. Also mark the word sins with a capital S. Verse 5, and all the country of Judea was going out to him. So mark him, referring to John the Baptist. And all the people of Jerusalem and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. So you should have certainly marked him with a squiggly line, baptized with, of course, two squiggly lines. You should have also marked him with a squiggly line and sins with a capital S. Verse 6, John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist, so mark John and his with squiggly lines, one each, of course, and his, mark that as well, with a squiggly line, and his diet was locusts and wild honey. Okay, verse 7, and he was preaching, so mark he, referring to John the Baptist, and saying, after me, mark me, again, referring to John the Baptist, one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to stoop down and, and untie the thong of his sandals. So you would mark I and I, of course, with a squiggly line. Okay. And verse 8, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So here you're marking I, referring to John the Baptist, 
you're marking the word baptized and baptized again and Holy Spirit again the symbol looks similar to a cloud okay and let's see and that would be it so again if you um, could listen carefully as I reread the passage John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins and all the country of Judea was going out to him and all the people of Jerusalem and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River confessing their sins John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and his diet was locusts and wild honey and he was preaching and saying after me one is coming who is mightier than I and I am not fit to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit okay um, so right now as always we have questions on and but before we look at the questions there's another insight box and it says here the verb baptize is a simple transliteration of the Greek verb baptizo and the koine and I will repeat that word koine and it's spelled k-o-i-n-e that's um, in the common that's in the, a word in the common Greek it was used in reference to dyeing cloth and making pickles the cloth takes on the color of the dye and the cucumber absorbs the flavor of the brine. Thus, baptism symbolizes unification, identification with Christ. And again, that Greek word um, is spelled K-O-I-N-E. And um, please verify my pronunciation on the internet. Okay. And before I look at the discussion questions, I'm going to reread the text without interruption. And if you missed any markings, you can also complete those at this time. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea was going out to him and all the people of Jerusalem. And they were baptizing. They were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and his diet was locusts and wild honey and he was preaching and saying after me one is coming who is mightier than I and I am not fit to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit okay so the first question says look at the places where you marked references to John what does the text tell you about him what was he called where was he and what was he doing okay so we know that um, in reading through this passage that John was in the wilderness preaching baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins we also know that there are many people who gathered around him. There are people um, from Judea and Jerusalem who were coming um, to hear his message. They were also being baptized in the Jordan River. And um, also we know that um, he was clothed with 
camel's hair. He had um, a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and honey. We saw that in verse 6. Um, in verse 7, in another translation, um, it says here, he was preaching and announcing that someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. Okay. Also, we find in verse 8 that John also says that he baptizes with water, but the one coming will baptize um, the people with the Holy Spirit. Okay. So um, we read all those facts in the text about John the Baptist. Okay. Moving on to question two on page six, it says, what kind of a baptism was John preaching in verse four and what purpose did it serve? And once again, we know that John was preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Question three, describe the response of the people to John's message. We see in verse five, um, that people came from all over Judea and Jerusalem. They received and accepted his message. They were being baptized by him in the Jordan River and confessing their sins. Okay. Um, we have two more questions, but before that, there's another insight box um, that discusses the word repent. It says here, to repent is to change one's mind on something, which consequently leads to a change of belief and or a change of behavior okay um, the next question says who do you think John was talking about in verses 7 and 8 explain your answer well we know that again he was preaching a baptism of repentance um, for the forgiveness of sins um, he also I think in these verses acknowledges that he is unworthy that he is just a man uh, being used as an instrument to help prepare the way for Jesus he knows that Jesus is mightier than he. Um, he certainly contrasts himself to Jesus. And um, we know Jesus, of course, is the Son of God. And, um, and so John clearly distinguishes himself from um, the Holy One, Jesus. Okay? Moving on to the next question. It says, according to verse 8, what would that person do? So again, unlike John, who baptizes um, in water, we know that Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit, okay? We're going to now look at a few more um, verses. We're going to continue looking at um, Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 13. So here we're going to mark every reference to Jesus, including pronouns and synonyms with the cross, as we've done before. We're going to also double underline anything that tells us where something took place. Um, for example, Nazareth in Galilee, the Jordan, the wilderness. Okay, we're going to also put a check mark right above the word immediately. And we're going to continue to mark the spirit with a cloud-like shape. And we're also going to mark the word Satan with a pitchfork. Okay, so we have several markings for this passage. Again, we're looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 13. 
In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. So you should have marked Jesus. You should have double underlined Nazareth and Galilee and also double underline the Jordan. Okay, moving on to verse 10. Immediately coming up out of the water, so put a check mark above the word immediately, he saw the heavens opening, mark he referring to Jesus, and the spirit like a dove descended upon him. So you would mark the spirit with the cloud-like shape and you would mark him referring to Jesus. Verse 11, and a voice came out of the heavens, you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased. So mark you. And you again referring to Jesus and Son, of course, referring to Jesus with the cross. Verse 12, immediately the Spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness. So mark immediately with a check mark. Mark Spirit, mark him, and of course, wilderness, double underlining the wilderness. And the last verse, and he was in the wilderness. So mark he double underline wilderness 40 days being tempted by satan mark satan with a pitchfork and he was with the wild beasts mark he referring to jesus and the angels were ministering to him mark him also referring to jesus okay i'm going to reread that passage in those days jesus came from nazareth in galilee and was baptized by john in the jordan Immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came out of the heavens, you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased. Immediately the spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts and the angels were ministering to him. Okay, so we're going to look at several questions pertaining to this passage. The first says, what do you learn from marking the references to Jesus in verses 9 through 11? Where was he and what happened? Okay, so we know that Jesus came from Nazareth and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. He saw the heavens open after his baptism and the spirit like a dove descended upon him. Um, he also um, was called by God, uh, my beloved son, and you I am well pleased is what the Lord said, God the Father said, as we saw in verse 11. Okay, this next question, who was speaking in verse 11 and what do you learn from him about Jesus? Um, as I just mentioned, um, we know that um, God the Father is speaking and it says here, you are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. So there is that um, close relationship with God the Father and Jesus Christ his son. Okay, and he is pleased with Jesus, it says there. Okay, moving on to the next question. What happened, in, what happened to Jesus in verses 12 and 13? Um, it says here, that immediately the Spirit of God compelled him to go into the wilderness. And he was there, as it says here, for 40 days. He was tempted by Satan, 
and he was, of course, among the animals. Um, but also it says here that there were angels who were ministering to him. Okay. And the next question, it says here, what do you learn from marking the spirit? Okay. So we saw the spirit in verse 10 and also in verse 12. In verse 10, the, the spirit appeared like a dove and descended upon Jesus after his baptism. Also in verse 12, we know that the spirit impelled him to go into the wilderness. Okay. Well, I'm going to conclude our study for today. Um, again, we have begun a new study that is called Jesus Experiencing His Touch. And I hope that our time together was a blessing to you. If so, please be sure to subscribe to my podcast or YouTube channel. There will be links in the description box for this episode. And be sure to share the podcast with a friend. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.